I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE 2017 Week 48, which aired November 27th through 29th, and consisted of Raw episode 1279, SmackDown 954, 205 Live 53, Main Event 270, and NXT number 423. We got a little bit of stuff going on here. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting now especially for Raw, we have a long, long period of time before a Raw pay-per-view, or rather when Raw, the Raw roster is on a pay-per-view at the Royal Rumble, end of January. That's almost two months away from now. Uh, we have Clash of Champions uh, in a couple of weeks for the SmackDown roster, so we do get, we'll get some payoff there. But, uh, yeah, so I think we're going to have a little bit of stalling between now and then. Hopefully, these two NXT t women's teams, well, what, one of them is a fully NXT women's team, team and the other is 67% um, uh, NXT. Well, I, guess, I mean, t Paige is from NXT originally, but uh, uh, the, her, her team is called absolution which is uh, okay i guess uh and then we have the riot squad over on smackdown that's a that's a cooler name although i do i do still wish we had the riot family as a direct uh that's probably why she's not on raw is because of the riot and the wyatts would be confusing maybe but uh uh, yeah, Riot Squad is a cooler name, and also a, the group is better, and we have an actual match with them, with them this week, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Roman comes out at the top of Raw and says he's a fighting champ, so anybody he'll fight anybody. Uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel explain that The Miz is gone, presumably because he's filming The Marine 5, no, The Marine 6, also why Becky Lynch isn't well she's injured from the riot squad attack last week but uh she's also in marine six and i i haven't watched any of you any of them yet but uh the marine one through three are available as a combo blu-ray so i ordered that i think it was like nine bucks and then uh marine four and marine five were each around that same price as well or maybe the the combo pack was maybe a little bit more expensive than that but per movie, it was super cheap. Um, but I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch those yet. I'm excited to watch them. I've heard that they're not great, but that sounds pretty great to me. And uh, it'll be fun to watch. Well, um, is it Ted DiBiase Jr. is in Marine 2. John Cena is in the original Marine. And then uh, 3 through 5 stars... Mike Mizan and the Miz. Uh, but anyway, uh, they have recruited a new team member to represent them to stand up to Roman Reigns. Elias. Elias being paired with these guys is pretty great. 
Um, and uh, they're they're ready to walk with Elias. And I think everybody, I really want walking with Elias world tour shirt, but they only have small sizes left on WWE shop.com, whatever. Um, because there, I, I saw him in Denver and Denver is on the shirt. And that would have been so cool to have that shirt. But uh, it's uh, I, the small. No, that's not going to that's not going to work. Got to get at least an extra large. Well, at least a, a large is pushing it. It's pushing it or I'm pushing it out with the size of it. Um, anyway, uh, we had Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, the first match of the night, I think. There's a, a bunch of important stuff that was cut out of the Hulu version of the show. Well, everything concerning the cruiserweights was cut out of there, including a fatal four-way to determine one of the competitors to uh, to face off against each other to, to become the number one contender. Rich Swan won that match. We got a little bit of a recap on it about it on 205 Live. And uh, next week on Raw, which will probably get cut off, from the Hulu version of the show again. There's another fatal four-way that I'll talk about when I talk about 205 Live. Um, so the, all that was cut out. And then there's also Bray Wyatt versus uh, Matt Hardy. And we have the beginnings of Broken Matt on WWE. And that's pretty exciting, but it was cut out of Hulu. And uh, so I, I've only seen the clips, the very brief clips, which I guess is all you really need is the end of that match um of that beginning so that's exciting for those who enjoy that character that type of storyline that may be coming up and uh hopefully it's pretty entertaining this time around as well uh anyway seth rollins versus cesaro sheamus was on sabbatical in ireland and dean was on his honeymoon with his honey renee uh off in hawaii I think they said or something and uh there it was kind of weird when they were talking about it. it's like i don't know if he got lost or he dropped off the face of the earth it's like or he's just gone as scheduled to go on that honeymoon and he'll be back uh yeah it made it kind of weird but uh seth rollins won that match uh we are gonna have a three on three women's tag team match between sasha Mickey Bailey versus Absolution Paige, uh, Mandy, and Sonia. But uh, Sasha comes out, and then her teammates don't come out, and we find out that they've been uh, attacked backstage, uh, taken out of the picture, and so it became a sort of uh, handicap match. And uh, before that, they try to recruit Sasha. They say, join us, but then they... Uh, just lay into Sasha and beat her up. And Alexa was on commentary, but as everything was going down, she kind of slinks off into the darkness backstage. Uh, then we had a surprisingly great match. This is not the best match of the week, but it was the best match of these. You know, no, no, it was the second best match of uh, Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, the, the best one was right after this, but it kind of doesn't even count as a match. But, uh, yeah, this is surprisingly, surprisingly good. Really, really good. And, again, I kind of have to admit I'm starting to become a Roman Reigns fan. 
um, this ah, oh, that Elias is awesome. Uh, and it opened with a a pretty long song for the Miz. He's singing for those guys. Bo Dallas and Chris Axel joined in on harmonicas. Oh, it was it was great. It was great. Uh, and it seems somewhat believable. There are a few times it seemed like Elias really could win that. I would have been so friggin' excited if he had. Uh, that, like, who, who even beats Roman Reigns these days? And it plausibly could have been Elias Sampson. And, sorry, just Elias. And, uh, yeah, this this match is great. This match was great. We had, like, this, this great piggyback power bomb from Elias that was surprising but so well done uh and af- after the match the Roman Reigns wins he's still the intercontinental champion and Samoa Joe sneaks up on him attacks him on the ramp as he's exiting gets him in that cocaine clutch this is gonna be good Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns uh, a feud taking us into uh, Royal Rumble. I am okay with that. In the absence of the Miz, yeah, that that'll be fun. Uh, what are Bo and Curtis and uh, Elias going to do until then? I'm not sure. I don't see them supporting Samoa Joe in any way at all. But they could definitely be. Well, I don't know. I don't. Uh, is Samoa Joe seen? as a bigger threat than Roman Reigns. He doesn't seem like an ally because uh, I think any, any one of them trying to get on Samoa Joe's good side would be met with like, are you, are you joking me? Get out of here. Leave my locker room and go watch Marine five and uh, wonder why you're not in Marine six. Maybe they, they might've died. In Marine Five, I haven't seen it. I'll have to. I'll. I'll uh, get back to you on that <laughs> next week's episode. Um, I'm working a few overnight shifts. Would be perfect for catching up on all the Marine movies. Um, okay, the best match, the the most entertaining match I thought of this week was Oscar versus Dana Brooke. We have this long talking head with Dana Brooke. Uh, right before the match, talking about how she's been studying the tapes, that she found Asuka's weakness, and that it's, she's a slow starter, so uh, she's going to go right at it and uh, attack her. Well, the problem with this is she kind of gave away her strategy, because Asuka could see all of that on the, the Titan Tron, I, I imagine. But uh, even if she didn't, it was kind of... <laughs> it was great, because the match starts... And we get this, uh, like, flipping uh, attack roll counter thing into an arm bar or uh, something similar. (laughs) And Dana taps out immediately. Freaking fantastic. Um, And Absolution comes out, and it seems like they're going to attack, but uh, nothing actually happens. Because nobody's ready for Asuka. Uh, we had Jason Jordan versus Kane. Jordan is uh, like, I'm the only person. Well, last week he thought he was the only person who could beat Braun Strowman. Now, now he's like, I'm the only person that can defeat Kane. And Kane just friggin' destroys him. He throws him like, 
<laughs> he throws in like a bag of uh, body parts over the top rope. Just tumbles. And he ragdolls him. And uh, Jason's leg gives out some more. And uh, Kane just focuses on uh, attacking that leg more and more. Finn comes out, saves the day. But then Finn gets uh, destroyed a little bit. And uh, Kane is disqualified. Oh, it's... Uh, they get disqualified from the... He, it was an official match. Yeah, it was an official match that was made after he was disqualified or Jordan was counted out. I don't know. Um, so Finn was, got, uh, was beat up and then Braun comes out and destroys Kane. And uh, Kane hobbles away into the darkness. And that's where we're left. Uh, no real follow-up still from uh, <laughs> the great cliffhanger of them just disappearing into the depths of the ring with the running power slam. Uh, no mention of that, really, even. Like, how'd they get out of there? Well, they just climbed through the, the undercarriage there. But uh, anyhow, we, uh, that, let's move on to SmackDown Live. Uh, Daniel Bryan kind of explains himself at the top of the show, says he believes in second chances, and uh, that Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton will be a no disqualification, plus Sami Zayn is banned from ringside. No, I think Shane announced that part of it. Um, okay, so if somebody's banned from ringside but it's no disqualification, it ex is it except for if that one thing that they can be disqualified for happens? Um kind of weird uh what ends up happening is sammy does come out but technically he did not go to ringside he was just on the, the ramp he didn't get close enough to be considered ringside and so he didn't violate that stipulation uh kevin owens ends up winning that match it was it was pretty good it had some it had some great moments um and i'm interested to see where things go from here um who who would be who would team up with Randy to fight Kevin and Sammy? Because that would be that could be, uh, be further interesting. Sammy versus Randy, uh, just a singles match would be pretty great too. Um. Anyway, we have the New Day versus Gable and Benjamin. Uh, Xavier Woods won via. Well, yeah, I think he made the pin after the uh, up up down down up up dun dun. Uh, the Twitter handle. There's no O's in that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, you've never seen that before. Kofi Kingston yells after he does a splash that uh, he bounces off the top rope to do, like with his chest or his belly. is is pretty cool. Not as awesome as the trust fall, but it is still uh, different and uh, great. It is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, we had another three-on-three -three women's match, but this was an actual match. All members of both teams came out to participate. The Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, with two Ts, has two Ts in there now. Uh, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan versus Charlotte, Naomi, and Natalia. Um, Ruby won the match with... What? How did she win that? She, she pins Charlotte. And Naomi was totally destroyed by the Riot Squad. 
And now she's out of action. She's taken away on a stretcher and everything. Um, so we'll see where all of this is going here. At Clash of Champions, is it? I think it was announced as Charlotte versus Natalia. Oh, wait, there were some. Okay. It wasn't announced on this episode, but I think on like Wednesday or Thursday, they announced three matches. So we already have Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Uh, but the three other championships on SmackDown were announced uh, after this episode. We have Charlotte versus Natalia for the Women's Championship, which it's nobody's really excited for that. And I think next week that Natalia is going to be taken out of the picture by the Riot Squad, continuing that trend. And so one of them, presumably Ruby, will take Natalia's spots um, going after the championship. And uh, that could be that could be an awesome, awesome match. Uh, hopefully it's not – if she does win, it's not due to Ms. Taraj-type tomfoolery that their presence there is simply to uh, keep anybody from helping Charlotte, maybe. But they, I mean, they're taking people out every week. It's not beyond them to uh, cheat as much as they can or give the, the advantage to Ruby as much as they can. But Ruby Riot as the SmackDown Women's Champion, that could be pretty cool. And I, I do want to see Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riots at Clash of Champions. Way more than I want to see Natalia versus Charlotte. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Hype Bros versus the Bludgeon Brothers. They It was a rematch from last week, and they got completely destroyed. And then afterwards, Mojo Raleigh turned on Zack Ryder. And yell, the hype bros are dead. The landscape has changed. No, that was an interview afterwards. Um, <laughs> he gets asked something back, backstage. And uh, I forget exactly what he says first. But uh, it's a pretty straightforward question. And he, he just looks off into the distance very seriously. The landscape has changed. We'll see where, where this goes from here. Uh, it could be interesting. This should have happened months and months and months ago because it, like, half happens. So I I don't know. But the Bludgeon Brothers are still freaking awesome to watch. I'm still very distracted by Rowan's white wraps underneath his arm sleeve things. It... it, it doesn't match anything else about either of them it stands out so much i wish it was either black or dark brown or red just not that bright white that's different from the entire rest of their wardrobe that's my only criticism about the bludgeon brothers so far also they're they're harper and rowan they lost their first names poor poor bludgeon brothers uh bobby He's coming out, coming after Baron Corbin. Oh yeah, okay. So I was talking about these matches that were announced after this episode. Uh, this one, Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler, triple threat for the United States Championship. Kind of weird. I prefer Baron Corbin versus Bobby Roode. However, 
we've had triple threats with Baron Corbin before, and uh, he's had a couple of great one-on-one matches, but the triple threat matches, especially the triple threat United States Championship matches that he's been in, have been some of his best because uh, it's not entirely on his shoulders. Uh, he still gets to show off his uh, incredible moves, the Deep Six, the End of Days, two of the best moves in the entire company right now. And uh, they're consistently really, really good. And uh, some other stuff he does is great, too. Every now and then he pulls something new out of his hat. Um, if he did wear a hat, which he might in his off days. I think I've seen pictures of him wearing hats at his heavy metal concert. No, no nobody wears hats at metal, heavy metal concert. That's a weird thing to say. I think people do wear hats at the... Why would they not? Why would they and why would they not? There's no reason either way to think there's a hat preference well anyway <laughs> this could be a really good match bobby corbin bobby baron bobby baron doll there we go or Cor- corbin rude ziggler but Bo- bobby baron dolph is easier to say still tricky to say uh so that's the second match that they announced a triple threat and then we also have a triple threat for the smackdown tag team championships the Usos versus the New Day versus Gable and Benjamin. And uh, that could be really good. And it could be just kind of weird. And I don't know. Well, the Usos and the New Day are kind of friends now. They made an Us truce. So uh, I'll, we'll see you next week, I'm sure. How think uh, what direction all that's going for them? Um, okay, so up next we had AJ Styles versus the Singh brothers, handicap match two on one. AJ eventually won, and uh, it wasn't looking too good for him a couple of times, especially when Jinder attacks uh, attacks AJ to give the Singh brothers an upper hand. But AJ hits a second row of Styles clash. Uh, with one Singh brother clashing into the other, incredible, and uh, AJ gets the win. Um, then we had uh, what's his name, Randy Orton, just walked straight past his interviewer, not giving her any any mind whatsoever, and uh, he's on his way to the ring. But first, Fashion Files Sod Edition, uh, Brizongo. And fa- no, sorry. Tyler Breeze and Fandango uh, are trapped in a locker room shower with the Ascension. And uh, they get a little video from the Saw puppet guy. It says there's poison gas coming in. And there's a key inside of the dead horse's head. They got to beat this dead horse so you can get out of here. Great, great line. And uh, Brizongo escape. They get out of their handcuffs. But the Ascension says, no, get out of here. Save yourselves. Goodbye, friends. Such a touching moment. But uh, it's just a normal Saturday in the wastelands to be poisoned by gas. So I think they're probably immune and they'll be back next week. Maybe they'll be uh, reborn zombies. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know how that would work together with the uh, with the fashion police doing their thing. But uh you know, it's all super weird anyway, and I'm looking forward to see what happens 
next time. Or whenever the next time we see Fashion Files is. You know what? We need to see them in a match soon. The Ascension or or the Fashion Popo. I said that weird. The Fashion Popo. And, um, you know, I just miss seeing them. One of the best tag team matches. One of the most, inter- not the best. As far as, re- there, there is some great wrestling in it. But the most entertaining tag team match of the year. No, one of the most entertaining. There's been a lot of great tag team action this year. A lot of freaking good tag team action. Uh, but uh, their match, I think it was against the Usos. It was a championship match, I believe, with all the disguises and the dress throwing. <laughs> it's JBL in the head with the dress. <laughs> you know, I have to pay for that. Um, oh, my gosh. That match was so, so 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 fun and i was a little bit like their their most recent match i think it was on the kickoff for uh for survivor series was it um so we have seen them wrestle recently but it, it didn't have that uh that same spark to it so i hope we get to see that the next time that they wrestle i'm excited for that whenever it is Okay, so 205 Live, uh, like I said, Swan won that first spot for that contender match. And next week, we'll have uh, Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, and uh, Team PowerPoint, Tony Nese and Drew Gulak in a fatal four-way to determine the second participant of that contendership match. Um, We had Rich Swan versus Noam Dar. Rich Swan won that with a Phoenix Splash. Then we had the Brian Kendrick and Gentleman Jack Gallagher beat up Kalisto. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember the detail that that happened. I don't know if it was a match or not. Uh, whatever. But uh, Drew Gulak, as always, the highlight of the show. He talks about how uh, how he he and Tony Nese have been deemed PowerPoint, team PowerPoint, because. Tony Nese is the power, and I like to make some salient points. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's perfect perfection. Um, but uh, Tony Nese, what what happens in this match? Oh yeah, Tony Nese pins Mustafa Ali because Cedric and uh, Ali have many many miscu- miscommunications throughout the match. Comes across as miscommunications, but it's mostly them trying to. Uh, take care of the non-legal member of the opposite team whatever they're doing they're up to funny business and stuff and it would get them out of position so that they couldn't be tagged in and it came across to both of them that uh they were just not on the same page at all when really they were watching trying to watch each other's back as much as they could and uh the the antics of team powerpoint just was too much and uh they they there's some bad blood between these two guys going into their fatal four-way match. Who's going to face Rich Swan? I think it would be really any one of these four. Oh, wait, Cedric Alexander or Mustafa Ali, I think. No, man, it's tough to say. It's going to be a great match no matter who out of these four wins. Uh, if it's, well, if Drew Gulak wins this fatal four-way uh, then Rich Swan is definitely winning in that head-to-head match. 
Um, any of the other three, it, it, I could see Rich Swan losing. The most interesting match, I think, would be Rich Swan versus Cedric Alexander. Um, because they have been teammates for the, the uh, very close teammates working together to fight the good fight against the Zo train and team PowerPoint and all these, these hooligans. Um, but with the, uh, the bad blood now between Cedric and Mustafa Ali, I couldn't see that. Uh, it might be too much to also have Cedric versus rich Swan that all of the good guys are just in each other's business. Um, I do appreciate that Jack and Brian Kendrick are not part of the Zoe train that they're kind of they're, even though they're not good guys, they're not, uh, they haven't been folded into the cult yet. Uh, also, I'm really looking forward to, uh, good old what's Hideo Itami coming in. And it seems like it's going to be him versus just destroying Noam Dar right off the bat when, when he does come in, cause they've been trading words online. And uh, there's been a little bit of uh, hinting at that on the show itself as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens next. The, all these matches are, are so much fun. Uh, next, we had NXT episode 423. Right, before we get to that, let's talk about main event real quick. Uh, we had Apollo Crews defeat Curtis Hawkins. Um, we had a, a great little moment when uh, Kurt Hawkins was making fun of Titus uh, doing that oorah thing. And uh, that uh, came back to bite him a little bit. Uh, it did look a little realistic that Kurt Hawkins could pull off a win here. Is he was looking strong, he was looking confident, looked like he had things together. But Apollo mustered up the uh, 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 a burst of energy and uh, just destroyed Kurt Hawkins with a couple, with a with a nice combo there at the ends. Uh, so that brings Kurt Hawkins' losing count as of this episode. Oh, in 138. Will he get to two? I, I think he's probably going to get all the way up to, to 200. Or he's at least going to beat Asuka's winning streak in the number of losses. So what What was that? 178? It's still going, actually. That's right. Let's see. Asuka winning streak. Winning come on come on come on come on she has um two hundred and thirty five um oh let's see Technically, she has some losses, but I think those are all in multi, um, multiple person like battle royal type matches. Um, she has 18 wins on the main roster so far, and uh, she has 185 wins in NXT. So she's over 200 now. He's never going to catch up to her as long as she continues her streak. So I guess we'll see. But if they, they, they count NXT as separate, then she's only at 18 now. So we'll find out. We'll find out at some or not. If they'll even ever compare it to, between the two or anything like that. He'll at least beat Goldberg's, which is like 172, I think. 
Um, okay. What was I talking? What was I even talking about? Um, oh, and then uh, Kalisto and Grand Metallic versus the Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. Metallic pins Jack for the win in that match. That's a pre- it's a pretty good match. Uh, this episode of NXT. Uh, this is episode one. 423 uh it's filmed in san antonio at the aztec theater which is a pretty cool venue and a cool feel to it uh mixing it up from the 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 takeover stage and also the uh typical full sale stage ring whatever you want to call it uh, we have riddick moss and tino samatelli versus the street profits the street profits won when ford got the pin we had Kyrie Sane versus Peyton Royce. Kyrie won with the insane elbow, and then we had the. Okay, I, I, I said that two of the matches on Raw were my two favorite matches this week, but I forgot about this match, which was way better than both of those. Freaking awesome, freaking awesome, dude! Tyler Bate and Trent Seven versus Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews. Uh, anything I can do to 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 describe this match would do it a disservice. Tyler Bate won via the Tyler Driver ninety seven, and uh, Pete Dunn afterwards attacked Mark Andrews, and uh, there is punishment as uh, in retaliation for for uh, not doing his part in making their 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 match a victory, or uh, just to. Show him who's boss. He's the D- Pete Dunn is the WWE U- United Kingdom champion. He's got to stand his ground. He can't show show weakness even in loss. He's got to show everybody what's what, who who the bruiser weight is, and what the bruiser weight can do. But there are some fantastic moments throughout this entire match. So friggin' great. Watch it. Love it. Watch it again. Love it some more. Uh, I can't recommend this match enough. Bait and Seven versus Dunn and Andrews. Uh, at some point, I am definitely going to resubscribe to Progress and watch those, all of those, um, post some episodes about about all that because it's it's interesting. This is like a, the, an alternative universe from Progress with these guys that they are. Uh, well, I don't even know what their current status is. Or anything like that, but uh, during the UK Championship, they were all friends, or they they were all bitter enemies, or at least uh, Pete and uh, Tyler were bitter enemies, uh, bitter ends, bitter friends, bitter friends and ends and enemies. Um, but uh, yeah, it, so much great stuff going on, and now that they have the Women's Championship, which I don't know if it still is, uh, with Tony Storm is so freaking great and uh i need to to see more of her matches especially recent matches uh since uh she's not uh she's only in the maiden classic and uh, she's not in wwe yet because she's uh doing stardom and she's uh over there in progress and uh which the progress thing doesn't discount her at all uh because we have pete dunn and all of them doing both but uh, stardom is uh, definitely a big factor there. Um, so anyway, I, I I am excited at some point to uh, get the time 
and and everything to watch progress chapters one through 87 or however however far they've gotten so far uh it, they're not that they haven't had that many i don't think i think they're only up to like 50 when i last subscribed earlier this year so i don't think they've had 30 more episodes since then anyway uh that's it that's it for this week um the things i'm most excited for uh more asuka action more nxt stuff going on to see what's going on with that i saw there's i sort of got spoiled but like in the very smallest amount of information that i don't they said something it said a title changed hands at an nxt taping i have no idea which it could be any of the current titles uh it would be absolutely shocking at the time of asuka being champion for hers to to have changed hands not at an nxt takeover or ever at all um so i don't know if it's that, I, I don't know if it's the tag team championships and i don't know if it's almost losing the champ i, I have no idea no idea but uh i'm excited to see new episodes from full sale uh get more greats backstage well word is that there was not a lot of in-ring promos at that taping so that's pretty exciting i'm sure there's going to be a ton of backstage stuff and uh like during training and uh, at the performance center and all that kind of thing which will be really cool because uh I've, I've enjoyed all of that uh recently so anyway i'm excited for nxt i'm excited for riot squad i'm excited to see what happens next with braun Strowman, with roman reigns with elias all of this stuff, uh, especially on Raw, that they they have so long until the next pay-per-view that they kind of have to, if we get something like the um, the wild card episode, which was I had like no buildup at all. I was like, why is this the wild card? Was That name doesn't even make sense. I don't know. Uh, the wild card finals. I, th- <laughs> I think they called the last episode of, of the year last year for SmackDown. Uh, if they have something like that for SmackDown, that it's like, this is a pay-per-view on a regular episode of raw it would be so awesome and I, they absolutely should do that at uh you know end of this month or maybe even the the week after clash the day after clash of champions it would kind of be like a screw you smackdown we're gonna have our own great show right now uh it should be like a week after clash of champions if they or if it, I, I don't know because then there's it it kind of fills the time better uh it instead of having both of the pay-per-view quality events within two days and then you still have to wait a whole month that way you only have to wait uh or like a month and a half actually then you only have to wait like a month a month and a week i don't know we'll see what happens i'm excited and um let me know what you thought and what you're excited for by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash todayiwatched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back next time with week 49. December. We're in December now. Only four more weeks of the year. And... Yeah, that's 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 craziness. Uh, so I'll see you then. Bye.